All right, welcome back to Dukes Dukes for episode 42, The Prodigal Son Returns. Blaine, that's an Iron Man 3 joke. I explained it to you. For movie, TV, pop culture discussions, I'm here with Blaine. He's known for having a dog, doing trivia facts, and a question dance. And Will, who is a movie salad? How are you? I'm good. Good. Will? Confused. Yay. <laughs> Blaine isn't, so that's okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> this week, we're doing John Wick Ford, Johnny Week, Johnny Apple Wickerson. All right. John Week. John Week. Blaine, you're here to explain to us John Wick. Heck yeah. Do it. Who is John Wick? Why Why do we care about John Wick 4? Uh, because it's fantastic. So I'm going to start with the description of the first movie for you. Um, the film follows John Wick, a legendary hitman who is forced out of retirement to seek revenge against the men who killed his puppy, a final gift from his recently deceased wife. Boom. That's the first plot. A badass hitman's going to kill a lot of people. Because his puppy died. And that's kind of the same for most of the other movies. That first one is the catalyst that gets him, because he's retired and completely out of the assassin game. And that first one brings him back in. And and then the second one picks up after he's got his revenge on the dog killers from the first one. Good. Uh, That now he's back in the game, and because of a marker, he has to do another job. So it just kind of, he keeps getting wrapped up and stuff now that he's back. I, I'm trying to remember how they get us into it because when does he go to the Continental? That's that's quite a bit later. I mean, he just meets the the dog killers at a gas station, and they want his car. And the and dog killer he, is the son of one of the bosses, crime bosses that used to hire out um, John as a uh, hitman. Yes, and unbeknownst to that son, he is messing with John Wick, and that's no good. Because John Wick is the boogeyman, and nobody can kill him. Oh, he's the boogeyman that you, Bob or Yeager. he's the guy that you send to kill the boogeyman. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, anyways, uh, John, the 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 kid wants John's car, so he goes to John's house, um, kills his dog because the dog was barking, um, beats the shit out of John, um, and takes his car. He then uh, takes the car to a shop. Um, and this guy that runs the shop and, like, clears all the plates and pretty much is... It's a chop shop. Yeah, chop shop. Um, but that guy knows, knows John, John Wick. Wick. He's like, where'd you get this car? And he uh, hits him. John Wick is now out to kill this kid. Um, and while he's killing people, uh, he goes... We get introduced to the Continental, which is a hotel for assassins where it's safe and holy ground. No business, no killing can be done there. So yeah, and then we start to get introduced to what are the he's got gold pieces, special, special golden coins that everyone in the assassin network notices. So when he goes to the continental and places a golden coin, um, the Charon, the the quartermaster, kind of gives him a look of importance, and he asks if he can see the manager. Yeah, and that that's their currency. Yes. So for anything like at one point, uh, John's like, "Hey, dude, can you watch this chick for me?" Um, for Are you keen a, for on a, earning a coin? For a coin, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Any any other will, world building in the first one, Jack? Because that's kind of the only introduction we have. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just a guy who comes out of retirement to take vengeance on his uh, his dog's killers. It's it's a fantastic movie. I mean the the choreography and everything's just fantastic. I would uh I would highly recommend the movies. Because I think that's the only thing we really get introduced into the assassin world is the Continental, and there's a whole network, and they have gold coins. 
um, and John Wicks is just killing people to get to this kid. Yeah, there's there's a couple of, of underground interesting stuff like the uh, the mob boss is using a church as a front, and when John yeah. Wick walks in, he has he like shoots the priest, and then it turns out the priest is not a real priest. No, <laughs> kid's also a strong word. This guy's probably like twenty twenty five. Right, yeah. he's younger than John Wick, who's fifty. Yes, yeah. Anything else on the first one before I describe the second? Nope. It, it's kind of quaint now that you see it. Once you see the other ones, the first one's kind of quaint, and I still like it. Oh, it's very contained. I think yeah. it's my favorite, personally. It's probably the best. Just yeah. because it's. There's not too much besides, dude, he's just killing people. And that's all I need. And I understand why the other ones need more. Most of the stunts are also pretty grounded in the first one. Yeah, I just feel like John Wick won. Um, it just. A lot of it, like, it, it's a little crazy, but at the same time, it makes sense. Like, it could happen um, where when you, you'll see when we get into the later movies, some of the things get a little, uh, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, they well, they start taking hits that you're like, I think you'd be dead. Um, but that first one, yeah, it establishes the, the great cinematography of just wide shots and letting the stuntmen do their thing. And that includes Keanu because he does his own stunts. And that is great. It's, so it's wonderful watching him flip over guys and snap necks. So the one scene uh, in the first one where he goes into the uh, the club and the, the son that he's going to go kill um, is in the pool. Mm-hmm. So that, that scene, he goes in and he's just killing a ton of people, right? So it's sweet. It's awesome. A lot of fighting, a lot of moving. So... The fun fact is Keanu Reeves uh, was sick, had a cold, uh, wasn't feeling good, and did all of those stunts in one take. Wow. And learned it all um, the night before. Memorized everything. That is Dude the, is a badass. That's that's probably the most iconic scene from the franchise. That's so that, good. The raid scene. Everybody yeah. calls it the raid. In, in every, every subsequent John Wick movie, everybody goes, it's really good. There's not really... There's nothing that... Um, tops the raid scene but it's really good right so that that is like the john wick thing um john wick 2 uh retired super assassin john wick's plans to resume a quiet civilian life are cut short when an italian gangster santino detonio shows up on his doorstep with a gold marker compelling him to repay past favors ordered by winston the kingpin of secret assassin society, the Continental, to respect the organization's ancient code. Wick reluctantly accepts the assignment to travel to Rome to take out Detonio's sister, the ruthless Capo, 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 atop the Italian Camorra crime syndicate. Yeah, this is where you start. There getting was a the, lot. Well, this is where you start getting into a lot of the lore of the world. Yeah, this one gets a little bloated with that stuff. Like he goes to Rome. There's a second Continental, and there's like the Roman version of Winston, um, in the Quartermaster. And we hear That's, for the you, table you, the first time. Yeah, you you hear about the High Table, which is like the governing group above all the Continentals around the world. Um, That's the other thing is there's Continentals in like every major city. Yeah, and then there's like twelve people seated at the table that are like the like the leaders of this whole organization. Yeah. So John Wick is basically charged with killing one of those leaders whose brother wants her seat. And the marker is basically just a big gold marker with uh, a thumbprint of the person who owes the other person something. So like a lifesaver. Blood thumbprint. Yeah. The reason why John Wick owes uh, Detonio this uh, 
debt is because to get out the first time to be with his wife, um, he helped John Wick to do an impossible task um, to get out. So that's why he owes him. Do we ever know what that was? It's the impossible just task. killing a lot of people. <laughs> he does that a lot. Yeah. He does a lot of impossible tasks. I think that's all they specify, right? Yeah, they don't go too much detail. It's more of just like a, he just did this really hard task. You could assume what it was based on all the other hard tasks that he does. Yeah. It was just supposed to be impossible, um, so he wouldn't get out, but he does it and gets out. Um, and Antonio was never going to call in the favor as long as he stayed out, but he got back in, and now he's calling it in. Yep. Makes sense. Yep, and then he gets in trouble. After two, he gets in trouble with the high table for killing a member of the high table. And also, uh, after John Wick kills D'Antonio's sister, D'Antonio puts a bounty on John Wick's head. So then people are going after John Wick, and John Wick is having none of that. He's just killing. So he he goes to kill um, D'Antonio, but does it on continental grounds. So he gets excommunicado. Yeah, so that's the end of the second movie. He goes into the uh, Continental and just shoots D'Antonio in the face. Yeah. Um, and that starts a whole thing because that is bad. He yeah. is now um, excommunicado, which means... He's kicked out of the secret society. He's kicked out and everyone, money is now on his... Uh, Millions of dollars. Head, yeah. Yeah, so uh, is that uh, it on two? Anything else on two? No, jump into three. The only one with a title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got a subtitle. Parabellum. Uh, after I don't gunning, know what that subtitle means. It's yeah. uh, Parabellum means war. So John Wick War. Nice. You ever had like a bell? Uh huh. And then you get two bells. That's a pair of bells. Okay, J- uh, Blaine, tell us about John Wick Three. <laughs> You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> three. After gunning down a member of the High Table, the shadowy International Assassins Guild legendary hitman. John Wick finds himself stripped of the organization's protective services. Now stuck with a 14 million bounty on his head, Wick must fight his way through the streets of New York as he becomes the target of the world's most ruthless killers. The opening act of three might be my favorite John Wick thing. It kind of meanders towards the end, but the opening act of three is like perfectly paced and it, it basically picks up exactly where two left off. Yeah. At the end of two, he is running away in New York. Um, and it's got this little weird thing where everybody turns and looks at John Wick. And it's like, is everybody an assassin? Right. Um, and I know some people have qualms with that. I've always just took it as Winston organized that. And what you could go into the logistics of organizing something like that. But then again, I just go, it's the Continental and we don't understand them. Right. So, And, and you get... To- once you get into three, you start get to getting into like a larger world. Like there's so many people in this organization. There's so much going on. We forgot about the Bowery King. Oh yeah, yeah. So John Wick in is he introduced in two? Yes. yes. Yeah, he's introduced yeah. in two. Um, he basically runs. There's a, a separate network of assassins of homeless people, and the Bowery King, who's played by Lawrence Fishburne, um, basically rules all those people. And is the one who gives John Wick the gun to go kill D'Antonio on the Continental Grounds. Uh, so then in three, there's a character from the high table that's like investigating. Adjudicator? The adjudicator. Adjudicator? Yeah, who's investigating the whole thing that happened and shows up to the Bowery King and, and, and cuts him pretty bad. So yeah, so it starts with um, 
this character showing up at the Continental and uh, what do you, what do they call it? De um, deconsecrated deconsecrating uh, the Continental because Winston gave John Wick time to escape. Yeah, he gave him one hour. Um, so and didn't shoot him right away. And didn't shoot him right away. So, so they're mad she, about that. Yeah. So he got in trouble. Um, so she's there to put him in his place. Um, goes to the Bowery King or whatever, and puts him in his place, and then she goes and hires assassins to kill John Wick. Um, And that's pretty much the whole movie is chasing John Wick and John Wick calling in favors to pretty much survive. It's a good and bad thing to where, like, every movie they have to go bigger, but that's kind of, like, to the detriment of the movie. It's like, well, how do we make it go bigger without it, you know... Being too crazy. Too crazy. Like, putting a car in space, we don't want to do that. Which I think kind (laughs) of... Peaks at four, which we'll talk about in four, but... I don't know where they could have gone after four. Exactly. I don't know where they... They kind of, like... Well, they had to do stuff in four to make it even make sense to begin with. Right. And it doesn't go... It doesn't go bigger and beyond in terms of new ideas. It does bigger and beyond in terms of the ideas it established in one, two, and three. And just kind of does that more grandiose. Like you said, they're not in space all of a sudden. Yeah. Which, if they do five... They're in space. I think they gotta go to space. So I don't want to, we don't want to spoil anything at four. Um, I'm just going to do the brief description. Um, and then I, I don't think we need to do too much on four because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so with the price on his head, ever cre- increasing legendary hitman, John Wick, takes his fight against the high table. Global as he sees. Global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld. From New York to Paris to Japan to Berlin. So... You're just traveling all over the place in John Wick 4. It's awesome. Yeah, that that's uh, one of the bigger complaints I've seen with people in this movie, but that's more of a nitpick. It's more of just like, he goes from here to here pretty quickly. And it's like, it's like yeah, but like at this point, it's like, who cares? I right. don't want to watch him travel. I don't want to watch him... You don't watch him get like a little peanut on the airplane? No, I don't care. And I'm, I'm assuming there he's he's getting hooked up with private jets and stuff. Who cares? Yeah. We've made it this far. This, Who cares? this type of this... action movie, like I just want the action. I don't need to. You don't need to fill in those. Holes. The flight attendants, like, yeah, I, I was fine with that. The yeah. flight attendants, like, John Wick, would you like some peanuts? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I do. <laughs> I'm thinking I want some peanuts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anything else on the John Wick? Movies. I mean, I've I've got some trivia. Uh, uh, I I do. I I really do appreciate this. I'm a sucker for uh, no cut long action sequences. Me too. Uh, which, besides these movies, I can really only think of Daredevil that has this quality of just choreography, just not intercutting. But just this is just such a long, larger scale. Say what you will about the quality of the John Wick movies in terms of plot, but what they did do is popularize good action whereas I think, in the 2000s we had that very fast-paced cutty action um i don't know you could call it Zack snyder but quick cut action with the random like slow down clips and just what it was before john wick was just no good and i i thought i hated action movies and then i saw john wick and i was like no this is what an action movie i think i think be. john wick 4 which I'm not sure if you're going to go into any of the financials of it, but John McFour is doing financially very well. Yeah, yeah, I haven't touched. I did some financials for the other movies, but because John Wick Four is may may have close to a zero percent drop off from week one to week two, which is oh wow, that which is very impressive. We helped with that since we saw it week two. Ooh. We did it. We did it. 
we the first contribute. John Wick was pretty low budget too, so they it was were, kind yeah. of a success story. They yeah, were I'll all get into that. Too, they were yeah. all very low budget, which I don't want to steal your thunder, but this is a very high grossing franchise to where every single sequel very much increases, not only budget wise but financially return wise. Yeah, the ROI better. Good for them. Yeah, like the the there's only a handful of franchises that do this, like uh, technically like. You could count like Star Wars in there because the first four movies, if you include Phantom Menace, um, oh yeah, it just that that style of like each movie just continuously it gets bigger and they make more money. Like you could count like the Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, or like the Hobbits. Technically, with the oh, first the Lord Hobbit, of the Rings and yeah, stuff. with the yeah. Lord of the, after the first three Lord of the Rings, that you got the first Hobbits. That's four movies that goes up. So that's kind of the same idea. Gotcha. It's I I I fully believe that it's going to be one of those iconic series in in 20 years people are going to look back and be like john wick john wick was the shit john we need wick more we shit. need more stuff like that i think this especially with the the kind of the downfall of the superhero stuff right now this is the turning point for action movies it's yeah. well it's kind of cool to see a, a turn away from the massive 100 million 200 million dollar budget back to something that is 10 20 million dollars that makes a lot of money because yeah. then you can do more simple stories, but just be more focused. Right, yeah. because that's how I feel with the Marvel movies, is they, they turned into just throwing all these characters in your face. And CGI not really, spectacles. And yeah, and not really focusing on the action. Because yeah. you had... Uh, we've, we've, it's just it's just a live-action comic book. Yeah. yeah no, I, it is what it is. It, it's changed into something different. And, and there's, right. But it's cool to see that there's room for... Something else. Traditional <laughs> movies. Yeah. And there's still very good superhero stuff. There's just too much of it. That's the problem. Okay, yeah. There's definitely some burnout. Because, like, you have, like, Shazam and Ant-Man that just came out, which have been duds. But, like, when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out next month, it's like, everybody's pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, like, more Hopefully than that. Hopefully it's not a dud, though. That's un un um, unless something happens where everybody turns on it. You never know. Yeah. It could I, happen. But I, I still think that there are specific instances of things because like it's the james gunn that everybody wants to see the new james gunn movie that's the thing like yeah suicide squad did well like that, that and that's a good one i like that one yeah and all of all of his movies have been pretty solid with the the superhero movies yeah it, but you know it's like because you know he does those movies because i mean you neither of you could name you know who does the ant-man movies or the shazam movies oh no i don't care no yeah exactly i'd Even, care about ant-man if edgar wright stayed yeah i mean you don't know the new guy but the new guy's done all three of them cool exactly <laughs> well that's what i'm saying exactly you don't care but they're just well because they're so stylistically the same as all the other marvel movies it's not like they're yeah they don't have their own flavor guardians of the galaxy has ha, had yeah. their own flavor until thor tried to just kind of rip that off yeah so uh real quick i, I want to do the uh the budget and the kind of how much they made on the first movie so the budget was like 20 million ish um, on the first John Wick movie, and they made $88 million worldwide. So it wow. was kind of that success where they didn't really think they were going to... It wasn't going to... It wasn't supposed to be a spectacle. Like, they didn't have any other John Wicks planned. Mm -hmm. um, and it just did freaking amazing. So that's the first thing. They made $88 million on the first one, and it just kept getting better. Um, like Jack had said, uh, they kept making... like I think they made double in the second John Wick. Yeah, it, it increases almost double every time. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so Chad Stahelski, uh, the director. Stahelski. Stahelski. Oh, so he he worked with uh, Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Okay. So that's how they knew each other. Um, they worked together with that. So that's why, uh, so Keanu Reeves saw this project, 
um, and was like, dude, I want to do this. This is sweet. Um, and called up and got Chad involved to be the, because uh, Keanu was working with the writer and producer um, and got the director in. That's cool. Yeah. So I, th- I think the original name for John Wick was Scorn. And uh, Keanu Reeves was just going around telling everyone he was working on this movie called John Wick because that was the main character. Um, so they were just like, let's just call it John Wick. <laughs> That's a better title. It's so much better. Because Scorn just sounds like generic. a generic action movie. That's 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 what I've been reading is like people when this was like when the project was being floated, people were like, OK, this is another straight to red box um, geezer teaser. They, that's what they call like those Bruce Willis and like Liam Neeson movies. Geezer teasers. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it, the, like, you know, bottom of the barrel red box action movies. People were thinking that was what this was. Yeah. And John Wick or not John Wick, Keanu Reeves kind of went in and just put all his like, this is sweet. I'm putting passion into this helped like develop the script like he he was involved through everything that's because he was just passionate about the project i heard that the original script is quite different from what we got yeah and they almost they they kind of ousted the Derek kolstad the writer he's not like he he didn't write any of the subsequent ones it's just like like on john wick 4 i noticed it just said based on characters created by Derek kolstad okay um on the first one he's still got a writing credit i know but i think there were like three writers hmm Cool. Yeah. So I, I thought that was sweet. It's just you can just tell the passion. Like they just love doing action. That's hey. It's a it's it's one of those cases where like a passionate pa- passion all around elevates the material. Okay. So I I thought this was funny. So Reeves um, did most of his stunts. First off, he does most of everything. Uh, I think like eighty percent to ninety percent of the stunts are done by him. Um, but I thought this was funny. Uh, so in the first movie with the dog, uh, before the dog gets shot. Um, he puts bacon grease on his face so that the dog licks his face and gets up on the bed. I just thought that was a funny thing. Oh, that's how they got they got the dog to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Reeves just put bacon grease on his face oh my so that the dog would lick him. It's uh, a real Michael Scott, George Foreman situation right there. I thought that was funny. I don't get that joke. No. Okay, you want to know the kill counts? Yes, I do. First movie, we had 77 kills. We then go into the second movie and do 128 kills. Um, we go down a little bit in the third and do 94 kills. Um, and then the fourth movie um, wins with 140 kills. Yeah, I would pay top dollar to watch a movie where uh, John Wick gets a gold coin uh, from Jamie Lee Curtis. And she's like, hey, kill Michael Myers. <laughs> he's been He's been doing some bad stuff for 40 years and we're ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Yeah, I'm thinking it does. <laughs> and then it's just like it's just like a ten minute movie, and it's nine and a half minutes of him driving, <laughs> and then he parks his car, and then he finds Michael Byers, and then he just double taps him. Maybe more than double. Just I was gonna <laughs> say he's just <laughs> loosen the whole mag, dude. That's oh man. That'd that, be great. That's kind of a complaint I have with the fourth one, though, is that everyone took, like, an entire magazine to go down. Because um, the con- or the high table put all their dudes in armor. Yeah. Which, I mean, th- that makes sense. And I did like how they had to get creative with it. Like, sometimes John will stick his gun up under the dude's mask. 
Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. And they also gave him a new suit because John Wick has bulletproof suits. And in this that's one, that's kind of stretching it. It is, but they, they kind of were like, in this one, they were specifically like, here's like an extra cool suit. So, like, you can hit it with like seven cars. Yeah, he gets hit with a lot of cars and, in the fourth and one. falls. And, and a lot of falls. And they kind of did a little bit of a time jump between three and four because from two to three, there's like no time. Mm-hmm. So, in this one, they're kind of like, He's like back to health, so he's kind of just like okay to just take like just start from scratch. Right. Don't yeah. don't think about the injuries he's taken the previous movies. He still only has nine fingers, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So my last fact that I thought was kind of cool. So uh, the actor in the fourth movie, uh, Rena. I'm not going to say her last name, but she was the daughter of the Japan Continental. Okay. Um, I thought this was funny. So she's not an actor. Ha. She is a singer. Um, I found that funny. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> anyways, she she's a singer, and she had done a couple uh, music videos, and Keanu Reeves had, and uh, the director had seen the videos and were looking to fill that role and just call her up and are like, "Hey, you want to be in John Wick?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> well, hey, hey. So hey, they she... filmed it in three months, and boom. <laughs> Actually, she went, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." What if I told you I had a fact? Yeah, what do you got, bro? So there's a character in John Wick 4. His name's Kane. He's a blind man. Yeah. Now, has everyone seen the 2016 Star Wars movie Rogue One? Yes, it's the same guy. It's the same guy who plays the blind guy in that movie. Yeah. Really? And yeah. in real life, he's not blind. No, it's, it's no. that's Donnie Yen, who is an iconic Hong Chinese Kong actor, and yeah. action star. Um, and boy, does he hold his own in John Wick 4. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I he, loved him and in the, the Japanese con- continental leader. I did like that idea in the fourth, because it's like, he's just been going on a rampage for three movies, and this one's more of like, hey, John, um, you've killed like 300, you, you've killed a lot of people, but like in the past like month, you've killed like 300 people, and uh, your actions kind of have consequences. And that's the big thing in the fourth one, is consequences. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, where does this end? <laughs> like, dude. You're, you're killing and killing. Like, <laughs> when does the killing stop? And they do yeah. conclude it. And I thought the conclusion was pretty good. Yeah. Because they don't they don't give you everything, but it's like you have enough. Yeah. Like, well, like that thing with the, the, the samurai guy was not explained in detail. And I am fine with that. The the backstory between John Wick and Donnie Yen's character is not explained in detail. And that's good. Yeah. I did like the villain in 4. It was kind of like a classic James Bondish villain kind of guy. He was good. What else is he in, the actor? Uh, that's Bill Skarsgård. That's Pennywise the Clown. Ah, he was fantastic. Yeah. I, I liked him. He was intimidating. He didn't do a lot. He's kind of like a combination of the 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 son and the villain in the first one. Anyways, uh, what are we watching? Whatever you want, Blaine. This is what are we watching? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
it was fine actually but it was more of like a this is really good what you're gonna do for the finale fair enough bad disappointing that's all Sad. i have blango okay yeah so i only had three as well so more shits creek um fantastic i think we're only a season away now um from finishing it and oh then my. uh wait what it, they're they're short seasons okay they are you binge boy we have been binging <laughs> you binge boy you binge binge creek binge boy binge creek <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh mandalorian yeah so I, I saw that episode it was fun what were you gonna say uh have you ever seen star wars rebels uh, i haven't seen a lot i think i saw the first season now the in the beginning of the episode there was a big purple man he was sitting at the bar he's like hey uh bald chinese man with the beard oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's the guy from rebels Okay, I thought I thought he looked familiar. Yep, yep. Okay, that's that's a cool fact. People were very excited about that, and he looked really good. Like he did. There's there's been a lot of complaints with like uh, uh, animation coming to live action, but that was one where people like the, everyone was like, "This is good." We were that all was looking, cool. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I had watched uh, was the Patriot. Oh. Um, I had never seen the Patriot. Uh, shout out to Jonathan for um making me watch the Patriot. So. Uh, fantastic i loved it um if you haven't seen the patriot you should probably watch it it's a good movie it's just american braveheart heath ledger's in that he's he thought yeah. he was pretty good in that i love heath ledger yeah, he's so that's good. a shame does he put so a smile sad. on your face yeah whoa <laughs> you get, right? i did get it yes. yeah nice yeah, the joker um yeah that was, was what i was watching your turn well okay um i just watched uh i watched a concert film called stop making sense which is the talking heads. So, um, basically it was, it was a, a man called David Byrne started the talking heads and they're kind of a pioneer of new wave music from the seventies to the eighties. And this concert film was directed by Jonathan Demi, uh, who then went on to direct silence of the, the lambs. Oh, and it's great. It's a really interesting concert film because the camera is right up there with them. And the way they, they, they wrote it like a stage show too. Cause David Byrne says that that music should be, visual and audio auditorial so like the the first song is just an acoustic version of like one of their biggest hits psycho killer and then piece by piece they bring out the rest of the band and then they have a huge ensemble and the sets behind them keep changing but they just have this unflinching enthusiasm for their music like david byrne at one point is just running around the stage everybody is always dancing and has a smile on their face it's <gasps> like the joker yeah whoa <laughs> it's it's not even something where like i'm a huge fan of their music like I, I i like their hits but not necessarily their deeper cuts but i the whole time i was having a, a a good time because they were having a good time and that energy was infectious so i understand why a lot of critics say it is the it's the best concert film of all time and then i watched um king gizzard live at bonnaroo 2022 and that was it was pretty interesting to see what songs they pick because they've got such an immense catalog. Yay! All right, now it's time for the news, but mostly ooze because they're gross. The title never changes. This this week for John, they're delivered by a pigeon. Look at that pigeon. That's a good pigeon sound. That was good. Proud been, I was practicing. I don't, I, I don't doubt it. I can just picture you I have in front re- of the bathroom <laughs> mirror. I have regionals <laughs> next week for pigeon tryouts. <laughs> All right, well, get excited. Avatar 2 screenwriter will write the Fantastic Four movie. I, I don't care. Is that an ooh or a woo? Thumbs up, I thumbs d- down? Right in the middle, man. I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> I already said this, but John Wick uh, almost had one of the lowest drops for a movie from week one to week two. 
It might have. It might have gone up actually. I don't. The final numbers aren't out yet, but it's 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 made a lot of money. It's up to like 160 million dollars. Uh, the Batman Part Two. We like the Batman here. Uh, apparently, one of the major villains will be uh, Clayface, a classic Batman villain. Mm. I don't really care. What are you I thinking, Will? I, I've always wanted to see Clayface and Man Bat and Killer Croc properly. Yes, like in the animated series. Have you seen the animated series? I played the Lego Batman game on the Wii. Oh, so they, uh, <laughs> I think they'll go the classic route since the Batman, like the new Batman movies with Matt Reeves are more grounded. The uh, I think because Clayface, the original origin for Clayface is like, he, he's like an actor and he like hates his face or something and he, and he like he gets this cream that can like rearrange his face and stuff and then he eventually like long story short he like takes too much of the cream and he falls in the big thing of the cream and he becomes like just like a big thing of like the the cream and then he can morph into whatever he wants so it could so cream usually <laughs> instead of being like a big like goopy monster guy he like you know can like change his face to be like somebody and look like that yeah which is very cool. But I want to see Big Goopy Monster guy. Well, yeah, I want to see both. <laughs> I'm not sure how much Big Goopy Monster they would do in the Batman movie. I want more Goopy Monster than Actor Guy. Yeah. I think you start with Actor Guy, then you go up to Big Goopy Monster. Right. And then maybe one time he uses it as a disguise to like look like Batman. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Ooh. Like um, there's two cool. Batman. He's like, look, I'm you, Batman. I just don't want to see it where like the whole time he's just a guy. And then at the end, he's like, now I'm Big Goopy Monster. I want yeah. all Big Goopy Monster. And he's like, look at me, Batman. I'm, I'm you. Does this put a smile on your face? He's like, no, you're not the Joker. I'll woo that, I suppose. Woo. Nice. Cool. All right. Now, last bit of news. Director of John McForce says John Wick 5 is still possible or something else in the universe. What are your thoughts? Because there's always been theories. Because it's supposed to be a movie uh, with... Ana de Armas as another John Wick style assassin person, which I'm very excited for. Um, jo- Blaine, do you think John Wick 5 will happen? Yes or no? Could it be a prequel? Could it be something said afterwards? Or We're you- definitely getting something in the universe. I'd prefer a spinoff. I can see them doing a spinoff. I can see them doing John Wick 5. I, I can see them doing whatever they want. They- they've done so well with the previous four. I, I can't. Most people don't stop. Um, so I can't really see them stopping. Yeah, I could see a five, but if any, I think the spinoff would happen before five. I, I can agree. See that, yeah, that is all the news. Anybody else have any news? No, well, that doesn't put a smile on my face. All right, uh, next week, next week, do 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 do, Super Mario Bros. Mario week. Ooh, Mario, he's happening. Chris Pratt's brat back. He's finally another animated character. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. We're here. The, the stacked cast: Charlie Day's Luigi, Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, other people or other characters. Seth, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I don't like that one. But <laughs> we'll, that's okay. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. He's like, oh, I threw a barrel at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also, we're going to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. So that'll be next week. Super Mario Bros. and Dungeons and Dragons. Who would win? Mario or a dragon? All right, you can email us at dukesixpotatiba.com. <laughs> Leave us a five-star review at Apple Spotify or else you would have, this happens to be this podcast. Maybe it's in your mailbox. Who knows? Maybe a pigeon's dribbling it to you. Another pigeon. Ooh, Ooh. Look at that. Let's go regionals. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Dukes Dukes Pod. Uh, thank you, Will, for editing the podcast and our uh, theme song. We haven't had a theme song in a while. Maybe uh, maybe do some bullet shots. Boom. Look at that. John Wick. He killed He killed the podcast or something. Pew, That's pew. funny. Uh, thank you, Blade, for having Dog's podcast is named for maybe some trivia and facts. And thank you, random person, for listening, which will be, we'll, we'll shout out, Blaine, Jonathan, your dance instructor that you didn't pay. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>